Hey guys, welcome to Not at Dinner, the podcast where we talk about politics, religion, and everything else you're not supposed to talk about in polite company. I'm Link, your host for this podcast, and today we are going to talk about why it is that we can't compromise or come to an understanding on topics that seem so obvious to us. The reason for that is moral languages, the idea that we are actually speaking different languages, and that is why we can't agree or we're not able to reason with one another in a way that makes sense to us. This idea that I'm proposing is similar to the idea of the five love languages. This is an idea that is proposed by Gary Chapman in his book, The Five Love Languages. He says that if we're in a relationship, we are going to experience and express love in these five ways. Receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. We'll each express and experience love in all five of these ways, but at different levels. Some of those are going to be more important to us than others. And it's really important, Gary Chapman says, in a relationship that we're expressing love to our partner in the way that they experience it. Similarly, I think moral languages falls in the same category. As a disclaimer, morality in this episode and in this podcast in general is defined as the idea of knowing the difference between right and wrong or good and bad behavior. Morality has a complex definition in conversation and can often be rooted in religious debates. This idea of morality is not defined by a religion or by religious concepts. It's just the idea of knowing the difference between good and bad, or the difference between right and wrong. So, I'm going to read you a quote from a British philosopher named John Stuart Mill. Listen to this quote. Think about if you agree or disagree with this statement from John Stuart Mill. John Stuart Mill says, The only purpose for which power can be rightfully exercised over any member of a civilized community is to prevent harm to others. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? The answer is going to be different for everybody because the things you value as a definition of morality will be different or at least differently weighted. So this idea comes from the moral foundations theory, which was proposed by Jonathan Haidt, in collaboration with Jesse Graham, and he talks about this in his book, The Righteous Mind, there are six moral foundations in Jonathan Haidt's theory. And the theory is that while we all sort of build our morality based on all six of these foundations, we all have some level of weight on them, one or more of them are going to be weighted higher or are going to be more important to you. And for someone else, that list is going to be totally different. So those six 
moral foundations are care and harm, fairness and cheating, loyalty and betrayal, authority and subversion, sanctity and degradation, and liberty and oppression. Liberty versus oppression is the sixth foundation that was kind of added after this theory was originally proposed. Sanctity, I know that's going to sound a lot like, oh, only religious people are going to value that particular foundation. That's not true. Um, Sanctity kind of takes on a lot of different meanings. If you're someone that places a really high value on organic or GMO-free food, if you're someone that places a really high value on environmentalism and keeping the earth clean and keeping our forests stable, sanctity is going to be a foundation that's important to you. So that's not necessarily uh, specifically religious. Back to the John Stuart Mill quote, if you're someone that values care and harm, meaning harm reduction, over authority, then you will have agreed with John Stuart Mill's idea that authority should never be used unless it's preventing harm. On the other hand, if you value authority above harm reduction, then you will disagree. You'll say, no, there's definitely a place for authority outside of harm reduction. All reasonable people will find some value in all six of those foundations. Here's a thought experiment. Let's say that I propose this idea to you. I tell you that for every time that you slap your father or another father figure in your life across the face, I will take one child out of poverty for the rest of their life and ensure that they'll get a good education and food on the table every single day for the rest of their life. Are you willing to slap your father for that? Would you be willing to do it multiple times? Arguably, there's an unlimited number of children that would need saving. So how many times, how many children would you save? Would you ask his permission first? And only if he gives you permission, do it? What if I told you that the only way I'm willing to hold up my end of the bargain is if you don't explain to your father the reason that you're slapping him? Would you still be willing to do it? The reason this is tough is because both the authority foundation and the care harm foundation are being triggered when you think about this. And your final decision is dependent upon which of these foundations are higher ranked in your morality. What if you ask your father's permission, he says yes, you slap him across the face five times, and then I tell you that I was just kidding, I'm actually not going to save any children. I just wanted to see if I could get you to slap your father. How mad would you be? That's going to trigger the fairness or the cheating foundation. And the thing is, if you have a very high rating for authority, 
then you're going to be a lot more upset that I tricked you into going against that belief than if you have a lower ranking. If you have a higher ranking for fairness and cheating, then you're going to be livid, right, that I tricked you. So all these things are different and coming to an agreement on how horrible it was for me to trick you into slapping your father thinking you were going to save children is going to be impossible because we're all going to have a different idea of why what I did when I tricked you was so bad. That conversation is going to be different or the reasoning is going to be different coming from everybody. So before we go any further, let's define these different foundations a little bit more clearly. So the care foundation comes from the fact that we're mammals. That's really where it comes from. Um, We have an instinct to care for the young and to form attachments to other people. Because of this, we have virtues of kindness, um, protectiveness, compassion that are built in to care for people that are within our family. And that extrapolates to all humans of different levels. Again, that kind of depends on a variety of things, how far you're willing to take that idea of who is a part of your family and who needs that protection. Generally speaking, so this isn't true for all humans, but this is a general generalization. Um, but generally speaking, folks who identify as liberal are going to have a higher rating for the care foundation. Um, folks who are conservative are going to be second highest, and folks who identify as libertarians tend to view this foundation the lowest. Not zero, just the lowest. The Fairness Foundation comes from our need to have a cooperative society. If we're not able to cooperate, then we would have been extinct forever ago because we wouldn't have been able to hunt and gather and raise families and continue on with our genes. These are the virtues of honesty, justice, and dependability that we all have within us somewhere. Um, Again, generally speaking, folks who are liberal are going to score higher on this particular dimension. Um, Folks who are conservative and folks who are libertarian are going to be lower in the rankings of fairness or how high they would rate fairness. Loyalty. This comes from our need to create communities, but then also protect those communities and know who is a part of our community and who's not. We can't protect everyone. Um, So you're going to see things like bravery, uh, patriotism is a big part of loyalty, and those sorts, sorts of things. A willingness to sacrifice yourself for the good of the group is a virtue that comes through loyalty. Um, generally speaking, folks who are conservative will rate higher on this foundation, while folks who are liberal and folks who are libertarian are going to rate lower on the loyalty foundation. Now, that doesn't mean folks who are liberal aren't loyal or folks who are conservative don't care. 
right? It just means which foundation is rated higher. Next is the authority foundation. So this one's pretty self-explanatory. It comes from our need to defer to someone that's in charge. Having someone in charge helps make final decisions and kind of point us in the right direction and guide us where we need to go. Um, Folks who are conservative will rate higher on authority. Folks who are liberal will will rate somewhere in the middle, and libertarians tend to rate lower um, on this foundation. Sanctity, the idea that there's uh, purity that matters within either what we put into our bodies or how the world functions. Um, It kind of evolved from our need to avoid disease, our need to stay clean so that we could continue on living before there was medicine and science in the way that we have it now. This was really important. The feelings of disgust that you might get when someone does something that seems gross to you. Um, The feeling of disgust that you get at the idea of someone littering in the forest or at the idea of bestiality. That comes from the Sanctity Foundation. Generally speaking, folks who are conservative will rank higher uh, on the Sanctity Foundation. Folks who are liberal or folks who are libertarian will not rate as high. And finally, liberty. Liberty versus oppression, which is the sixth foundation. This is the idea of, like, being your own master Someone else can't tell you what to do. It's a very American foundation, so a lot of us listening are going to think, yeah, of course, who wouldn't value liberty? But when you think about other countries or other cultures, this isn't going to be ranked as high. Liberty is a very, very American foundation to have ranked. It's the idea that we should get to do what it is that we want to do, The government, big brother, whomever, shouldn't be regulating the things that we want to do. Um, Independence and autonomy are virtues that align with liberty. Um, Libertarians are going to score the highest on this foundation. Conservatives will be somewhere in the middle. And liberals will score towards the bottom, generally speaking, on this foundation. If you are an American liberal, you might be thinking, no, this is one that's really important to me. It's probably less important to you if you identify as liberal than someone who's libertarian or conservative, insofar as liberals tend to support regulations on businesses, support higher taxes, stuff like that. So that goes against the Liberty Foundation. So those are what all the different kind of foundations are. So you can think about that. Um, Internet tests are fun, right? You can go onto my website, notatdinnerpodcast.com, and I've linked to a little quiz that was created by a research group that you can take to kind of see where you fall on these different foundations. It's kind of fun to do. Um, So you can find that link on the website, notatdinnerpodcast.com.
So if we think about these foundations, we think about all the different ways that we align with them and how obvious it seems to us. Um, my personal foundations, care, harm, is rated pretty high. So to me, I can say, wow, it seems so obvious to me that we should place caring for children above anything else that's going on. Who cares about everything else that's going on? That's the most important. But for someone who values fairness and cheating higher than I do, they might say, yeah, of course we have to care for children. We have to treat them all and we have to make sure they're fed. But you can't just cheat the system and show up in our country and expect me to care for you. That's not fair, somebody might say, right? So that's the difference. And like, it would be virtually impossible for us to come to an agreement if we're each coming from our personal moral language places. Another really good example is thinking about gay marriage. It's a huge fight. We're not going to debate that on this podcast. It's been ruled the Supreme Court, and that is the law now. Nevertheless, if you're someone that values sanctity and authority higher than you're going to say, you know, came from God, that marriage is between one man and one woman, and that it, you know, marriage is sacred, God is an authority figure. So obviously, this shouldn't be the case. If, on the other hand, you value fairness and care harm higher on your moral foundations then you would say well two people two men getting married doesn't harm anybody else and they're both adults so it's only fair that they should be able to get married if that's the thing that they want to do you can't possibly convince the other side using your moral language because they'll never agree with your concept the the base level thing that you're stipulating which is fairness matters isn't going to be agreed upon by someone who thinks the base level agreement should be that authority comes first so we have to learn to at least listen to somebody else's language we also have to learn to not judge somebody else's foundation ranking because that's innate. It's something that we maybe can change over time. There's a whole much bigger debate to be had about nature versus nurture. The real answer is that it's a combination of both, in my opinion, but we're not going to change somebody's values in terms of how they rank their morality and no one is inherently hating somebody else by choosing that so you might be thinking oh if you rate care harm so high then you know you are just a weak person who feels too much and places your feelings above what's practical or if you hear someone values authority, you might think, oh, you, you can't think for yourself or, you know, 
you're not willing to think outside the box or think beyond what an authority figure has told you, that's not going to get us anywhere either. So step one, we have to understand where people are coming from and respect it. And then we have to learn how to speak or listen in a different moral language so that we can understand where someone's actually coming from and possibly find a compromise. It's hard. It's hard to find a compromise when, if we go back to thinking about immigration, if you think fairness is a very important thing, we need to always be doing the thing that's the number one most fair, then it's going to be really hard to find a way to compromise on immigration if someone else believes that, like, it doesn't matter what's fair, because who defined that in the first place? It matters that folks who are seeking asylum or a refugee status are taken care of. It's hard. It's hard to kind of understand where someone else is coming from, but that's part of the human condition. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll come back and talk about how our moral languages build the ideology that we come with. If you want to follow along or if you want to read about this, um, the book, The Righteous Mind, Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion by Jonathan Haidt, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. This is the book that talks about the foundations that we've been talking about in this episode you can find it on the website not at dinnerpodcast.com all right let's get back to our episode so we're talking about our moral foundations and how we form morality starting from childhood into adulthood and how each of those six foundations are ranked this concept of morality doesn't just apply to politics right It applies to our relationships with our family members. It applies to our relationships with our siblings when we were children and the ways that we would fight. It also applies to the way that we build and create ideology. The tribalism that has been going on in American politics most recently is coming from the Loyalty Foundation. If you are loyal to one particular group, then you're going to be, you know, tweeting hashtag vote blue or hashtag red wave to let people know that you're voting for this party and this this particular party is going to take over because that's the party that you're loyal to. Are we willing to look outside of our tribe and vote for a different party? I think the majority of Americans are, because the majority of Americans are relatively moderate. It could be the case that you vote all for one party because those individuals are the ones that you want representing you. That's reasonable. I think it's important just to make sure we're not checking the box for Democrat or checking the box for Republican just because that's the party that we like. We should be looking at each politician. We can look at a lot of the different issues that we're fighting about constantly and we we aren't coming to an agreement on. 
let's think about the fights over police brutality right now. When a police officer uses deadly force against an individual, should that be punished severely? Folks that value authority are going to say, hey, listen, that's a police officer. That's someone that is an authority figure. And if they made the decision to use deadly force, there was probably a good reason for it. So we should defer to the decision that they made. We weren't in the moment. We're not in that position of authority. We can't say if they made the right or wrong decision. That's a police officer, and we have to respect them. If you're someone that places the Care Harm Foundation above authority, then you're going to say, it doesn't matter what position or uniform the individual was wearing. There was no reason to use deadly force because somebody shouldn't be harmed unless 100% absolutely necessary and there's no other way to possibly do anything else to defuse the situation except the use of deadly force. That should be the only reason. And so you're going to say, from a harm reduction standpoint, when that cop pulled out their gun, they were causing harm to someone. And that is wrong unless the person that they were shooting was about to cause harm to even more people because you're focused on harm reduction. So it's two completely different ways of thinking about the same conversation. And so nobody is saying, ah, we hate all police officers. 100% of police officers are absolutely the worst and shouldn't be respected at all. Nor is anyone saying, Again, when I say anyone, I mean the great majority of reasonable folks. There's extremists on both sides. But nobody is saying it's, it's okay that we're killing innocent people. Nobody's saying like, oh, I'm so glad someone who was innocent was shot. It's just a different way of coming at the conversation. So if you can find a way to listen or to speak from a different moral language, if you can find a way to identify someone's moral language from the ideology that they're spouting, you might be able to have a better conversation with that person. Now, I don't know that on really big topics like police brutality, we'll necessarily be able to change anyone's opinion, but it is possible then to have a less heated argument and one that is more based in reason and based in logic and based in compassion for one another, that maybe at the very least you can walk away from that conversation saying, okay, I definitely disagree, but I understand where you're coming from. That's really hard to do. And I'll admit, I'm human. This is something that I strive for, but. I can't always do. There are issues that are very, very important to me that I struggle to understand how someone could possibly have a different opinion on. But it is the case that we all have people in our lives that we care about who have very different opinions from us. 
So we can either choose to stop caring about those people or we can choose to find some way to have that conversation. So, so what's important to keep in mind when it comes to these different foundations is, and part of the reason I wanted to, to do this episode earlier on in this podcast, is this is the point of view that I'll be coming from when I discuss really tough topics. And you, if you do read the book, or even if you just do a lot more research about moral foundations, you will begin to identify what ranking the foundations have in my personal morality. And you can start to see where I might struggle more with seeing the other side of an issue, whatever my opinion happens to be. I'm going to continue to do my best and on issues that I know I have a very strong opinion on. I'm hoping to get a guest who shares that opposite opinion. Um, And it's also from this viewpoint that any conversations that are had on this on this podcast, they'll come from this viewpoint because no guest that I have, no conversation that I have is going to devolve into a nasty fist fight, even a verbal one. We can do better. I don't know if the politicians can do better. I hope that they can. Um, separate from moral foundations, I think politicians are also in a position of trying to save their jobs. They want to get reelected the next time around, so they want to vote in a way that makes sense. They want to get a soundbite. Maybe they're going to start running for president, so they need to put things out there that more than just their constituents are going to agree with or identify with. So politicians are in a different spot in terms of presenting their morality to us, especially with 24-hour cable news. But the majority of average Americans having conversations can find ways to agree somehow. So that's what I wanted to get at with this episode. Um, We didn't talk about any one particular issue, but stay tuned. Next week, with the midterms coming up, next week we'll talk about voter ID laws, voter fraud, gerrymandering. This is a really big issue right now um, with making sure that everybody's voice gets heard, if that's something that matters, right? So fairness, if you rank that high, then you're going to think, yeah, every single, body, every single person's voice should be heard when voting. If you don't rate that quite as high, that might not be quite as important to you. So that's what we're going to come back with next week. And we'll do this again. Thanks for listening and have a great day.